When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 97, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! How is it already time to be doing this again? I feel like I was literally just sitting here an hour ago discussing last week's show, and blink! Here we are again. And yet, in that time, I have consumed so many books and lots of television. I started watching Veep, which I don't know why I waited this long to watch it. It's amazing. So much fun. And I've also started watching Murder, She Wrote, uh, while I do stuff for the new release index, like while I'm putting information in. It's fun to have on in the background. Um, Also, a great time picking out all the character actors uh, while I'm watching it. So that is how I've been spending my time. Uh, pretty pretty good way to, to spend time. And I'm going to tell you about some books now because reading is a great way to spend your time. However, before I do that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Living Lies by Natalie Walters and Revel Books, a division of Baker Publishing Group. In the little town of Walton, Georgia, everybody knows your name, but no one knows your secret. At least that's what Lane Kent is counting on when she returns to her hometown with her five-year-old son. Dangerously depressed after the death of her husband, Lane is looking for hope. What she finds instead is a dead body. Lane must work with Walton's newest deputy, Charlie Lynch, to uncover the truth behind the murder. But when that truth hits too close to home, she'll have to decide if saving the life of another is worth the cost of revealing her darkest secret. So that is Living Lies by Natalie Walters and Revel Books, a division of Baker Publishing Group, and we thank them for sponsoring. So I just have a few titles to talk about today. It's a little tiny show. Um, books that have star in the title. Uh, I was thinking about Star Crossed, which is up from Minnie Drake this week. A new book. It's a romantic comedy. Lots and lots of fun. Really cute. And so I was thinking of some books that have star in the title. Uh, partly because uh, The Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Cowell just won the Nebula Award, which is exciting. It's part of her Ladies Astronaut series. It's the first in the series. Um, it, I have not read it, but I'm excited to read it. it. And so I thought I would tell you a little bit about it. Set in 1952, a meteorite hits the East Coast and like ruins pretty much the, that whole side of the country, including D.C. and the government and everything. And they, the people of Earth recognize that much like the dinosaurs, the coming fallout for the climate will make the planet uninhabitable, so they need to step up their plans to colonize space. And there's a woman named Elma, Elma York, who is a pilot and a mathematician who joins the Aerospace Coalition uh, to help get humans off the planet. Uh, however, despite the fact that many women work for the Coalition, they are not allowed to go into space, and so Elma is determined to become the first lady astronaut and break societal conventions in that regard. So, again, it won the Nebula last week. Sounds super exciting. It is The Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Cowell. There's also The Star Side of Bird Hill by Naomi Jackson, which 
I've mentioned before, I'm sure, I love this book. Um, I hope she has a new one coming soon because she's so fantastic. But this one is set in the summer of 1989. There are two sisters, Phaedra, who is 10, and Dion, who is 16. They uh, are living in Brooklyn, and their mother uh, becomes unable to care for them any longer. And she sends them to Barbados, which is where she's from. Uh, sends them to live with their grandmother, who is uh, the island's midwife. And Phaedra is very interested in what her grandmother does. She follows along with her, uh, when her grandmother goes to help um, deliver children and is very into learning about um, her mother and what her mother's life was like when she lived there. And she's very um, respectful of her grandmother, where uh, Dion is 16 and she's wild and she's just been taken from her home, you know, and she's sent to Barbados, which sounds like amazing for most of us, but she's not happy about it. And she's very rebellious. She butts heads with her grandmother and gets into trouble. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, her grandmother is sort of dropping hints, like, about the regrets that she has in life and the problems that she had with their mother, which reminds her a lot of Dion. Uh, and then their father shows up and is ready to take them back to Brooklyn, um, but he is a man that has not spent much time in their life. They barely know him. Um, and so they're trying to decide, you know, do they want to leave with him or do they want to stay with their grandmother? Um, it's a really great coming-of-age novel about family and loss and just so wonderful. It's called The Star Side of Bird Hill. There's also Defy the Stars by Claudia Gray. I'm going to take a wild guess. Like this, I just have a couple books to talk about today, but... I'm just going to go out on a limb and say most books that have stars in the title take place in space. I, I bet I bet I'm not wrong. Uh, like this one. So this is Defy the Stars by Claudia Gray. It's about a young woman named uh, Nomi who is from the planet Genesis and is like public enemy number one on Earth. And then there's Abel who is a machine who has been floating out in space for so long that his program has begun his uh, programming has begun to evolve. And he's sort of like becoming smarter and more capable on his own. And Nomi and Abel are enemies. Like, the planet Genesis is not into the machines at all. And um, But through certain circumstances, they have to work together for the greater good of the universe. Um, and as this progresses and they're working together, they begin to wonder if what they are fighting for and what they have been told is actually true. And they're going to discover some truths about the war that's going on and also about their their planets. So that is Defy the Stars by Claudia Gray. Um, there's also Written in the Stars by Aisha Saeed, which is about a young girl named Nyla who lives in the States with immigrant parents. Um, and they are not as strict as a lot of immigrant parents that she knows. Uh, they allow her to choose what she wants to study. They allow her to wear her hair how she wants. They uh, allow her to choose what kind of career she wants to have. However, the only thing that they put their foot down about is boys. She's not allowed to date. She's not allowed to even have guy friends or speak to guys. Um, and they insist that they are going to pick her husband, that she's going to have an arranged marriage, as is the custom uh, of their home country. So, of course, she falls in love because, you know, love doesn't listen to these rules. And she falls in love with a man named Saif, but when her parents find out, they are very angry. And they take her to Pakistan, 
uh, back where they're from, back to her roots to help her understand the culture and where she comes from. But things turn bad when Nyla discovers that her parents actually plan to marry her off while she's there in Pakistan. And so she's trying to decide, like, is this her fate or can she escape uh, and get back to Saif? So that is Written in the Stars by Aisha Saeed. And today for Dealer's Choice, I want to tell you about a book. It doesn't come out until November, which I know is a drag for some people. But just kind of think of me as like a movie trailer for books, right? This is what I do. You know, I get the word out there so that, you know, you're excited, you're ready for when it happens. And so this book is called Nothing to See Here. It's by Kevin Wilson. And again, it comes out in November. I love this book. This is going to be one of my favorite books of the year. So I'm so excited to tell you about it. I mean, I can't even keep it in. That's why I wanted to discuss it today on the show. Um, It's about two women, uh, Lillian and Madison. When they're teenage girls, they meet at a boarding school in Tennessee. Um, They become the best of friends. Like, in a very quick time, they're, like, inseparable, and they're having the best time. And, uh, unfortunately, something happens, and Lillian gets kicked out of school. And so all her dreams are sort of shattered. Like, she was, like, this genius. Um, She grew up very poor, uh, and she got into school on a scholarship. And so people are like, oh, of course, you know, the scholarship girl, you know, she messed up and... You know, and so she's just kind of like really down on herself and things don't go well for her after she has to return to her regular high school. Um, And she ends up not doing a whole lot. She's like a grocery bagger when the book starts. And she has been keeping in touch with Madison, whose family was ridiculously rich. And she's just, you know, gone to the best schools and she went off to college. And now she is married to a senator in Tennessee um, who is ridiculously wealthy and so they've been keeping in touch with letters, but, like, they've never seen each other since the, since Lillian got kicked out of school. Um, and this one day, Lillian gets a letter from Madison saying that she needs Lillian to come to their home in Tennessee. She needs her help. And so she's like, mm, I'm not really doing anything else. So she does. And, and Madison sends a car for her, and the guy drives her to their house. So she gets there, and it's, like, a, an enormous mansion and, like, just amazing grounds And, you know, Madison is just looking amazing. She's, like, a model, pretty, and everything is wonderful. And she says, you know, I need you because I have a very secret job for somebody, and you're the only person that I can trust. And so Lillian's like, okay, you know, what is this? And she tells her that, Madison tells her that her husband, the senator, um, he has two children, twins, 10-year-old twins, from his first marriage, and... Their mother has passed away, so the twins are coming to live with them, and so she needs Lillian to take care of them. And so Lillian's like, "Mm, okay, I'm going to be a nanny, fine. But the thing about the kids, Madison tells her, is that when they get upset or stressed out, they spontaneously combust. They catch on fire. And they're not hurt, but everything around them catches on fire when this happens. Uh, So she needs Lillian to keep a close eye on them and, you know, keep this from happening. So, of course, Lillian's like, um, that's banana pants. The kids don't catch on fire. Oh, but they do. And so, long story short, Lillian ends up at the house with the children. They live in the guest house together. And she becomes very attached to these kids and realizes, realizes, like, 
her life now has a purpose. Like, she wants to take care of these children and protect them from the world because they're special and different. And she doesn't want them to, you know, she doesn't want their secret to get out because she doesn't want them to be studied and, you know, put in a tank like Tom Hanks and Splash. So, um, it's so, it's so good. I think the reason that the book is so good is because it's not over the top. He doesn't really go into all these details, you know, about the science behind why the children catch on fire. And it's just kind of like something you accept. And so that, I think that like the end, and the ending is really good. I think it sticks to landing because it never flies too high. Like it's just, it's just a lovely story. Um, and, but like unusual and I enjoyed it so, so much. So I wanted to tell you about it so that you can write it down and get excited for it. It is Nothing to See Here. And that is by Kevin Wilson. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Um, thank you to our sponsor, Living Lies by Natalie Walters and Revel Books, a division of Baker Publishing Group. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Kim Makura to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.